15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico's. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money? Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Well, folks, welcome to one more edition of Politics on Right. I'm Egberto Willis, your host. Thank you so kindly for being a part of the show. We are going to have a great show for you tonight. Or tonight? We are going to have a great show for you today, my friends. We are going to have a great show for you today. Look, um, I had an interview today to do today. I am not going to do that interview that I had scheduled for today for one specific reason and one specific reason only. Welcome aboard, Nanette Bird-Smith. Welcome aboard, Bridge MCP. Welcome aboard, uh, Michael Rudnan. How are you doing? Michael Rudnan, how are you feeling today? You didn't give up our give us our our required checkup to say yes. I am doing just fine. How are you doing, buddy? Let us know what's going on. Let us know if all's well in your uh, in 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 life. Anyhow, um, we're gonna have a great show for you today, folks. It is important. It's it's um it's imperative that we get things done. Anyhow, uh, let me see. I just saw a new message come in. I had a I had a, a particular um, thing scheduled for today, and I don't think I'm going to do it an interview. I don't think I'm going to do it because I want to talk to you guys about the election. We only have five days, but on as far as politics done right, we have politics done right for today, tomorrow, and Monday before election actually starts. And I want to make sure that we get busy like right away, that we get involved in getting this stuff done. Um, the title of the show today, and let me make sure that, bear with me as I get it cued because there are some issues that I'm having with getting the program cued today. I'm not exactly sure why, so I'm checking it out to see what will have to be cued manually, and it seems like I'm going to have to cue a few things manually. So bear with me as I do my manual cue. Anyhow, what do you guys think about the election? What are your thoughts so far? Start throwing me some messages, whether you're on YouTube, whether you're on Twitch, whether you're on Facebook. Let me hear what you think about this election going forward. I have some very important thoughts that, I, that I'm really thinking right now, but you know how that goes. You know what, what happens sometimes. I, I think it is essential that we not get scared. A lot of folks right now are running very, very scared. I want to tell you guys... There's no reason to run scared. I think the election, if we perform as we should, is cooked. And when I say cooked, I mean there's nothing anybody. Hi, Mark Smith from London, Tank 28. Welcome aboard. Jacoby G, welcome aboard as well. Um, When I say cook, I'm not talking from a presumptuous point of view. I'm talking about there is hardly anything anybody can tell anyone that they don't already know about this particular election. I don't think there's anything anybody else needs to know any longer about this election. I think it's all known. What is happening now is the turnout. We have got to make sure that everybody that you know is going to go to the polls. 
So for progressives, here's my message to you. Uh, many progressives are, I think, worrying more so than necessary as opposed to worrying. Go to work. Uh, and what do I mean by go to work? Make those phone calls personally. You don't necessarily have to call up a party or an organization to do it. If everybody who listens to my voice, and by the end of this, by the end of this show, and when it goes through podcasts and videos elsewhere, there would have been over 10,000 people that see this message. So my, my thing to you is, please go out there, each one of you that are listening here, and if you feel a simple thought of fear, Make a few calls. Anybody that you get to vote would be somebody that would not have otherwise vote. And there are millions. Because the largest voting block here, the largest voting block in America are the people who don't vote. And most of the people who don't vote is because they don't believe the system works for them. So my my info to you right now, my urging to you right now is to get up and pick that phone up, make a call to somebody, or if you have a mask on and you want to just go around, if you know your neighborhood and you know people that haven't voted, tell them to go out there and vote. That's the magical thing for us to do right now. Okay? Secondly, uh, I think it's Nanette just put in, inside of her uh, message here, that there's a whole lot of voter suppression. Let me tell you how, uh, how amazing this voter suppression is. Pennsylvania keeps going over and over the same type of suppression. Oh, we want to make sure that at only the ballots that are in on by election day are there. So if somebody, if the, if the state mailed somebody a ballot and it got there to them on Tuesday, or rather on, on Friday, and they fill it out, and they mail it, and somehow that ballot gets in the day after. They don't want that counted. In other words, they don't want that. So they, the Supreme Court already knocked it down. Well, it's a 4-4 decision, which means the, the woman who's going to get to Barrett, who's going to get to the court, if they revisit it, they may go ahead and give that an opportunity again. We have to make it quite clear that that is going to be unacceptable. We need to have a blowout to make that unacceptable. Because when we have a blowout, if that goes to the Supreme Court, and Barrett is that vote that allows them to not count those votes, then that is further justification why the court system must change. Remember that. We are going to have a lot of justifications. We are going to win this election. How big we win this election will depend on the landslide of people coming in and the amount uh, and the success of voter suppression. It's going to be one moving it forward and one moving it backward. We have to make sure that the, that the landslide is much more potent, much more potent than the suppression. President Obama always said things like that. Yes, voter suppression can take care of one or two or three percent. But if we go out there by the larger percentage that it's there, not even voter suppression will work. So that's where we want to be. Now here in Texas... We made voting in Harris County very easy because we have young people in Harris County running the voting. They're running the, they're running the county progressively. So we have drive through voting. People can walk in and vote. People today, I think it's today and tomorrow, people will be able to vote 24 hours a day. That is what we believe. Open the vote to everybody. Let it really be freedom, a democracy. Let it really work. 
That's what we're doing in Harris County, Texas. And Harris County is a bellwether county for the entire country. And what we have seen is an explosion of participation, so much so that all the, all the Republicans throughout, the, throughout the, the state are so scared that because of the gerrymandering that they've done, they are now going, that, that gerrymandering that they did is actually going to be used against them because gerrymandering is done based on who votes, right? That's how they cut the map up. These are the people who normally vote. Well, when these counties that they try to get a piece of to dilute the progressive vote, when those progressives in those counties and those districts start to vote, what do you think happened? It busts up the gerrymander. It busts up the gerrymander. And that is what's about to occur in Texas. So what are the, so what are the Republicans doing now? The Texas Supreme Court, a conservative Texas Supreme Court, told the Republican Party, Oh no, it is legal for you to have curbside voting. In other words, people can drive up in your car. This is coronavirus time. People don't want to get sick. You can drive up in your car and you can vote. And that's what we're doing in Texas. You can drive up and vote. And guess what's happening? Now that, that, that the Supreme Court in Texas has told that the Republican Party that is legal. They can do that. They are now taking it to the Supreme Court. I wonder why some does Amy Coney Barrett ring a bell? They believe that Amy, and what are they taking to the Supreme Court? They want to take to the Supreme Court that all those votes that were placed by people driving in cars and going up to a stationary thing to vote, they want all those votes thrown out. Uh, didn't the Republicans said they like democracy. Didn't they say they like, well, that's what's going on. We will see what the Supreme Court does if it takes up the argument. We don't know yet. We don't know yet. But the suppression is going on left and right over the country. But the people are voting. And what I'm asking, what I'm urging, what I'm begging, and what I'm imploring is, folks, go out there and vote. You can beat suppression. You can beat it all because it is like a tsunami coming. A tsunami coming. So if you have a tsunami of people, there's just so much they can throw out. And that is where we're, where we're at. We have a president that is killing people, and we have people who want to live. And Americans want to live, and that's why it's going to be a blowout when Tuesday's numbers come in all together. But anyhow, let's get busy. Like I said, I had an interview to, to, to play today, but I wanted to give a little... I wanted, some, I wanted some soliloquy time, some soliloquy time with you. And by the way, if you want to call in, there is a number on the screen as well. And I'm going to put it in the feed. If anybody wants to call in and call, you can either call in with your phone at 346-248-7799. Uh, the code is 254-600-9091. I just placed it in the feed. Telephone number 346 248 7799. The ID code is 254-600-9091. You can also call in from your computer. There's a link that I just placed in the feed as well. So whether you're seeing the feed in uh, Facebook, Twitter, uh, uh, Periscope, Twitch, or YouTube, you can actually come on in. So please, folks, come on in if you want to add something. If, if somewhere in your state 
you know about voter suppression, give me a call and tell us, tell us about it so we can make people aware of it. If you are seeing anything crazy wherever you are, give us a call either from your computer by clicking on that link or come in by phone. We want to hear your story if you have something that you want to add to the discussion. But folks, this is going to be an election and we are going to do it. Vote as Deborah M. Fezer Reed says. Vote, vote, vote. Welcome, Deborah M. Fezer Reed. Welcome, Mark Smith. Welcome, John Romano. Uh, welcome, these are new people that I'm calling out right now. Welcome, Blair Halfley, Mark Smith. Thank you so kindly for being here. Please share the program. If you're on, please share the program. Now, let, the first video I want to show you is how uh, D. Savage, welcome aboard, uh, is how it's been. The, our mainstream media are finally starting to allow some of the truth to come out. Watch how Andrea Mitchell handle this guy. She didn't handle him as as best as as I think she should, but at least she called him out. I cut out a lot of the fluff to give you, you know, you know, make it a little better. Check check it out, and then we'll take it on the other side. G generally speaking, Andrea Mitchell does not push back all that much. Today I saw her push back. I was extremely happy to see how she pushed back. Uh, take a listen to this, and then we'll take it on the other side. I want to ask you about the political calculation of doing all of these rallies, despite certainly polling data that shows that 59% uh, of the people in a USA Today poll yesterday saying that they don't think the rallies are a good idea because of COVID. Well, the president represents moving forward as a country. Of course, he wants people to be safe and take precautions, but he knows that we can't be driven back into our basements by the coronavirus. Joe Biden would send us back into lockdowns again. Well, that isn't what he is, rec what he is representing because well, he is also is. saying he, he absolutely would listen is. to he the is, scientists. He is. He's not, no, he is not, that is, excuse no. me, that is he, not he, what he's saying. But also the fact mm -hmm. is that the president is telling people we're rounding the corner and repeatedly mocking Biden for wearing a mask. A recent Washington Post ABC News poll found that 77% of likely voters in Wisconsin support their state's rules on mask wearing. The president has always encouraged people to wear a mask and he said it's patriotic to wear a mask. And at our events, well, he hasn't we give shown every it by attendee example. a temperature check. He should, we give every attendee a temperature check before they're allowed inside. <laughs> we give them a mask that, they, that we instruct them to wear. And there is plenty of hand sanitizer for everyone to wear, but this, for everyone to use. Well, but this is what the president has done. He has mounted masks in Andrea, he, he has Kim, mounted an unprecedented the federal government to, and the private sector. He has. He absolutely has. He has he not told people has. to wear masks. And, when, when, he's, when the president talks about rounding the corner, he's talking about the therapeutics that are now in use. We are inches away from a vaccine in record time. Meanwhile, you have Joe Biden on the other side using this anti-vaxxer rhetoric, scaring people away from taking the vaccine, and then the media happily trumpeting the polls that say that people are afraid of the vaccine. Tim, I have to interrupt you. He is, that's Joe, true. Tim. Let's have a conversation. Joe Biden is not using anti-vaxxer rhetoric. He has said he will listen to the scientists. Oh, but I want to ask you also about the recordings obtained by CNN of Jared Kushner's conversations with Bob Woodward back in April, talking about how the president was getting the country back from the doctors and also saying this about the politics of the pandemic. What he's been saying is, is don't fall into the same trap that we fell into the first time. The states have to own the testing. The federal yeah. government should not own the testing. And the federal government should not own... Uh, kind of the rules. It's got to be up to the governors because that's the way the federalist system works. 
but the president also is very smart politically with the way he did that fight with the governors to basically say, no, 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 I own the opening. Because, again, the opening is going to be very popular. People want this country open. But if it opens in the wrong way, the question will be, did the governors follow the guidelines we set out or not? Isn't that extraordinarily cynical at a time when we were hitting peaks in all parts of the country of the pandemic at the time to be talking about the political advantage of blaming the governors for the testing, the hard part, and taking credit for the reopen? And this, by the way, well, was when the president Andrew, was calling for states to reopen before they had reached the guidelines that his own task force was recommending of having at least two weeks of uh, better numbers. It is absolutely true that the media and Joe Biden have turned this. They are the ones who have turned the entire coronavirus crisis into one big political weapon. Joe Biden has been unburdened by the responsibility of leadership. And in fact, he has not been able to point out one thing that he would do differently from what President Trump has done. Well, one thing he's done is worn a mask all the time, not held big rallies, not had super spreaders at the Rose Garden, uh, not had super spreaders in Tulsa and in Wisconsin, in Duluth, Minnesota and other places. But let me ask you about this. The White House put out a statement yesterday saying that one of its achievements is ending the pandemic at a time when 78,000 daily cases are being recorded day after day and 80,000, uh, the most during the entire pandemic, just today. The pandemic is getting worse. Well, I think the White House has already explained that, as, a, as I suspect you know. They've said that that was poorly worded. We are very close to a life-saving vaccine in record time. Those are all real accomplishments that the media never focuses on. And they let Joe Biden get well, away with this anti-vaxxer rhetoric where he is actively frightening people with his running mate, frightening people away from using the life-saving vaccine simply because he's trying to score political points. And Joe Biden and the media have colluded together to turn the entire crisis into one big political weapon to try to defeat President Trump. And they are doing a disservice to the public. Well, and scaring people away from a vaccine is not something that is defensible. That is not at all accurate. But we can have a further conversation oh, another time. Is. But that is it not at all is. accurate. That is not at all accurate. I wish, however, that she had just said that is an outright lie. So I mean, she. Pre I mean, I love the way that they laid out the case. They gave him too much time to talk. I cut out a whole lot of the crap that he had to say, but uh, they they made it that made they showed you where Donald Trump actually was using the pandemic to try to get some sort of a popular appeal. In other words, go ahead and let the governors take the downside. I'll take the upside of. The positive affirmations, we're going to open up and all of that. And if, there, if people die as we open up, well, the governors didn't follow the rules and that's why people are dying. But we've got to open up. Uh, she also never let him get away with Donald Trump love mask and see he's going to do all these great things by having the people who come to his pandemic wear, I mean, to his uh, rallies wear masks. She made it clear that he was sp spreading the pandemic. His, his rallies were super spreaders. I mean, I, I, I'm starting to really feel that the media is trying like hell between the lines, not as they should, but to really hold these people kind of to the fire. We, yes, they're trying to hold these people to the fire. That's what we need. Okay, folks, um, again, anybody wants to call in, give us a call. 346 uh, 248 Seven seven nine nine. The ID code is two five four six hundred nine zero 
1-800-875-9191. I just placed that into the feed. If anybody wants to call in and tell us a story about what's going on in your area. Oh, it didn't go into the, into the YouTube channel. So let me put it manually into the YouTube channel, which I just did. You can give us a call at, uh, again, that number is 346 uh, 248 uh, 7799. The ID code to tap in is 254-600-9091. But anyhow, folks, so uh, for the people who are coming in, leaving, coming in, and leaving, I just want to constantly have this message out there. Do not panic. Just go out there and vote. Simply go out there and vote. That is what we need everybody to do. Don't worry about voter suppression right now. If you do your part by you yourself going to vote, if you also call, whenever you feel a little bit of, oh, I'm scared about tomorrow or I'm scared about what's going to happen on Tuesday, I say lift your head up high, be proud, be also assertive, be also confident that we would have done everything possible to win a landslide. If for some unforeseen... 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money? Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. When your entire life is online, you need more than just speed from your internet. Xfinity gives you reliable in-home Wi-Fi coverage, plus protection from Wi-Fi network threats. Check out our amazing offers on Xfinity Internet. You'll get fast speed and Wi-Fi coverage you can count on. Plus, get advanced security free with the XFi Gateway, so you can keep the connected devices in your home protected from network threats. Just log in and activate through the Xfinity app. Go online, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store today to learn more. Restrictions apply. Reason. We don't win. We would have cauterized that America is not America anymore. And then other measures would have to go into effect. If, if, the majority, if what the majority of Americans want constantly goes unrealized, then the country has to be remade some other way. And, and just think about this, people. We are supposed to be the bastion of democracy. We are supposed to be that light that everybody else looks up at. We are supposed to be the people. We are supposed to be the people that other people want to mimic. Remember that. I have faith. And this is not blind faith. This is, this is after speaking to people. This is after reading the polls. This is after not only reading the polls, but reading the cross tabs in polls as far as what people want, what people say they're going to do. We ought to all feel positive. And we cannot allow the fear emanating from those on the right, who wants you to have that bravado that they put out there. You notice what did Trump just do? He canceled a, a, a rally in North Carolina. They claim it's the wind, it's the weather. Think about this, people. Donald Trump doesn't cancel rallies for rain. He doesn't care about the people standing up in the rain. He doesn't care about the people standing up in the cold. You know why he canceled that rally in North Carolina? They couldn't get enough people to show up. It's changing, people, and let's, let's put, it's changing, let's make sure and keep the pressure on. 
in as much as we're going to win, we want to win big. We want to get rid of, we want to mitigate voter suppression. Okay, Stephanie Rule. Today, the big news is the economy is doing great. 33% increase. For those who don't know math, that may impress them. For those of us, all of you that are listening to me, who know math, we know the truth. But given that we have a much larger audience, let's go ahead and make sure that people understand the reality. And for that, let's bring on Stephanie Rule. The economy, the GDP is up 33%. Is that great news? Oh my God, Donald Trump shows that he knows no math as he makes it seem like that was great, great news. Let's listen to Stephanie Rule and let's take it on the other side. This morning, we learned that the economy grew more than 33% in the last quarter. That is a record high. It marks a turnaround from the 31% plunge in the second quarter, but it's still far below where we were before this pandemic. Uh, let's talk about these numbers, Steph. What do these numbers mean uh, and, and what don't they mean? All right. Well, the president said today and has actually been saying for the last three days, this GDP number is the biggest increase ever. The greatest economy ever is back. Craig, imagine if you had 100 bucks, you lost 100 bucks and you got 60 back. That is good news, but we're certainly not back. We're still having 700 plus thousand people a week file for unemployment claims. And where this is really concerning, think about where we were. In the second quarter of this year is when we had record drops, over 31%. That's when we basically shut the economy down. So in the third quarter, when we started to reopen, naturally you'd see these improvements. But what's especially concerning is, remember why we were spending so much in the third quarter. We saw those small business loans go through, so small businesses were rehiring. We had expanded unemployment benefits, and we had those $1,200 stimulus checks. People were out there spending. Now here we are on the eve of November, where coronavirus cases are rising, more cities and states are considering more restrictive shutdown plans, potentially, and we don't have any more stimulus. What we are is headed for a prolonged, complicated situation. The president, uh, as you mentioned during these times, continues to tout the economy. He also said, I want to make sure I get this right. Uh, he said that in the tweet from this morning, the biggest and best in the history of our country, not even close. Next year will be fantastic, is what the president is, is promising. Is, is that um, a, Craig, a, a fair prediction? No. Craig, Jared Kushner said we'd be rocking and rolling by July. The president said the third quarter was going to be the best quarter ever. I turn you to the stock market, which is not the economy. What happened in the stock market this week? Investors woke up and realized that you cannot have an economic recovery until you have a health recovery. And we do not have a national plan to take on COVID and it is spreading across states right now. Just think about this. The Fed has put trillions of dollars in stimulus to keep the markets afloat. That could all be lost now that we're really realizing we're not through with this thing. We are definitely not through with this thing. And there's a simple mathematical formula. Let's call the economy $1, okay? The economy over since the recession or this depression has started dropped the first, at first, when the drop started, first 5%. 
So that is from a base of a dollar, 5% drop. That means you're at 95, per, 95 cents. Okay. Now, after that, it dropped by another 30, 35%, I believe, where, or 31%, I believe. That drops you then to 60 cents or so that you're, or actually, I think a little bit, let's say about 62 cents that you're at now. So you have dropped to 62 cents off from where you were. You were at a dollar, you're now at 62 cents. Okay. So now you've lost over a third of the economy. So now you get this big bang. 33%. What is 33% of um, of 60-something percent again? Oh, let me see. Oh, my God. We're talking about 20% or so in reality gained back. So that means that, okay, so instead of being at 63 cents, we are now with that monumental gain that we've never seen before because it's from a smaller base. We're now up to 70-something cents. Wow. And that's a recovery. That, that, that is a president blowing smoke up you-know-what. And the problem is that he depends on you being ignorant. He depends on you closing your eyes and not seeing the amount of people that are suffering. He depends on you not seeing the people in the, in the uh, food lines. He depends on you not seeing people who have no insurance. He depends on you seeing, not seeing people that are being evicted from their homes. Records here in Harris County and all over the country. That's what he depends on. You closing your eyes. Now, we're going to see in a later video uh, where Kudlow actually thinks no stimulus is necessary. Well, uh, Stephanie Rule, she got it right. Yeah, th these, guys are, these guys are nuts. The other thing that they cannot see, the other thing that they cannot see is the following, and this is very, very, very important. The reason we have 33% growth in the economy was the trillions of dollars that were thrown into the economy with the stimulus to people who threw it out and spent it right away. It's basic economic theory, economics 101. But the reason is this. They don't care. They really don't care what happens to the people. They talk about V recovery. It's a K recovery. And it's a K recovery with a very small top line K and a big downline uh, K, line at the bottom of the K. Just look at, I mean, I, you know, just look at people. Even right, uh, look at in every area. Look, Exxon is relying off 1,900 people here, mostly in Harris County. Okay. And it's going to continue because we have a fundamental change in the economy. They don't want to show it because they want, when they're redistributing money, they want to make sure and redistribute it upwards. Okay, folks, we are at the 31-minute 30, mark, which is where I give my little plug here. Folks, please remember this is a call-in show. If you are on YouTube, please become a part of our posse. Please go ahead and click that Join button and become a member of our team. Become a member and help keep the progressive message going out. By the way, on Tuesday, I'm going to be doing a special KPFT show right from our uh, Politics Done Right studios. That's going to be blast all over the country, and we're going to be bringing other folks in, but it's going to be solely a KPFT election show on Tuesday night. So remember that. Get to Be tuned in for our KPFT 90.1 FM show done right here in our studios. 
By the way, so anyhow, folks, if you are on YouTube, become a part. It's very, very inexpensive. Join our team. Become a member. Please do that now so I can call you out if I see you place your, your little uh, join. Now, you can also hit that dollar sign there and throw us a super chat, a super chat with a message that you want us to pump out there. You can do a super chat. And additionally, if you notice, we have my new T-shirts out there, and we have a few there right there in the rack under YouTube. For those of you who are not on YouTube and haven't joined our YouTube posse but are on other networks, uh, here is the link that you can use. It's called politicsdoneright.com slash YouTube. politicsdoneright.com slash YouTube gets you right to our um, – you can click on that to become a a member of our YouTube posse. Anyhow, there are other ways to help us out here. One is to go ahead and get our book. By the way, this you're going to use this book after the election because after all, the, our brothers and sisters on the right need their – we have to find a way to talk to them, right? So here is the book. Uh, the title of the book is It's Worth It, How to Talk to Your Right-Wing Relatives, Friends, and Neighbors. Check it out. Click on the link right there. Again, the link didn't show up in YouTube, so let me put the link in YouTube as well. Para ver, para ver, para ver. ¿Dónde está mi mouse? ¿Dónde está mi mouse? There we go uh, for the book. So go ahead and uh, and go ahead and check the book out. You can also support the show via our Patreon account. P-A-T-R-E-O-N. That is Patreon. That is politicsdoneright.com slash Patreon. That is politicsdoneright.com slash Patreon. I just put that link in. That is P-A-T-R-E-O-N. That's how you spell the Patreon. That's how you spell the Patreon. And by the way, you can also go to our PayPal, which is politicsdoneright.com slash PayPal. politicsdoneright.com slash PayPal. And one last thing, and then we get right back into the show. And that is, uh, where is my link? Where is my link? We have all kind of new T-shirts and stuff out now, so you can go to politicsandright.com slash store. Uh, and I see good old Daniel Ledo is still knocking me for trying to actually fund Politics Done Right, which is what we do here. But that's okay. I am pretty sure you never say that when you watch all those commercials on Fox News, etc., right? I'm sure you don't do that. But that's all right. We have something to offer our peeps. Anyhow, folks, let's continue with the program. But once again, if you're on YouTube, please click that join button. Be part of the team. All right. The last video I want to show you is with Chuck Todd. And this one is with Chuck Todd and Larry Kudlow. I want you to listen to Larry Kudlow. I cut out a whole lot of the crap that Larry Kudlow's talk. You know, he likes to play as if he's a real economist. He's not. And that's okay. You don't have to be an economist to know economics. I mean, I took Economics 101 in college, and I, I, I wrote a book that talked a whole lot about that as well. So anyhow, it is okay. But if you're going to talk to people, you want to at least tell them the truth. Let's go ahead and listen to uh, Chuck Todd and Kudloy. I think it was quite interesting. Let me go ahead and do that now, and there we go. Chuck Todd interviewed Kudlow. And it was a frustrating interview because I think Chuck Todd gave him too much leeway to talk. So all I did is I ripped that out and stayed with the meat. I want you to listen to this, and then we'll take it on the other side. 
President Trump is touting today's news about GDP growth. The economy grew at a record 7.4% in the third quarter of this year. There's a lot of caveats to this one. But that's after it plunged 9% in the previous quarter, after the, the first shutdowns over the pandemic. So the increase came from an extremely lower baseline. The economy is also 3.5% smaller than it was at the start of this year. So we have not recovered from the start of this pandemic. The unemployment rate is at 7.9%, nearly 3.5 points higher than where it was in March, but not in double digits anymore. And about half of the 22 million Americans who've lost their jobs since the start of the pandemic appear to be still fully out of work. And with coronavirus cases again on the rise, federal stimulus money running out, no prospects for another relief bill in sight, the president is boasting about the economy. This third quarter number, to me, is a screaming, flashing warning sign to your administration, to the Senate Republicans, and to congressional Democrats that you need more stimulus because this entire third quarter appears to be fueled by government stimulus, whether the Fed or here, and now we have nothing. Are we staring at a bad fourth quarter because of the inability to get a deal? I think you're staring at a great fourth quarter, by the way. And you've got to look at this piece by piece, Chuck. I, I don't think you're giving it quite enough uh, credit. Uh, yeah, we're coming back from a deep contraction from the pandemic. Absolutely agree with that. This V-shaped recovery right. is, in fact, going to be self-sustaining because of the uh, inventory recovering. So that's that's the key point. Now, to your point on the... On the stimulus bill. Okay. I don't think the recovery depends on the stimulus bill. I do not. As I've said frequently, um, there are some targeted areas that we really could have used help on. Okay. One of them is an extension of the PPP uh, small business lending program. Second, you're right about unemployment. About half the people have gone back to work, but there is too much hardship there. I, I absolutely agree with you. So the president had to take an executive order couple of months ago to put 300 bucks in and 100 dollars from the states that money is running out why can't congress appropriate if they're so concerned about unemployment why couldn't they have appropriated a narrow bill okay airlines assistance is another point k-12 through school assistance on covid rebuilding we don't need three trillion dollars we don't need a wish list of democratic ideology and politics now why don't you wait till later or we're going to have an election over these politics we should have had this assistance bill several right. months ago it's senate republicans that didn't cooperate here i will take your, your point i think i think your boss and i think nancy pelosi wanted to cut a deal but how is she supposed to cut a deal when Senate Republicans don't agree to anything and the president has refused to get Senate Republicans to come to the table? They haven't come to the table, Larry. Well, I wouldn't say that. I mean, I wouldn't quite put it that way. There's some substantive policy issues here. As you know, one of them is the liability insurance issue. Um, there, We should have had some safeguards and protections. Okay. It would help the economy. It would help small business. It would help the very restaurants we're always talking about who are suffering quite a bit. It would help the low-income wage earners who work in uh, leisure and hospitality and restaurants. So the liability insurance thing has held up a lot. And there are other important disagreements between the Senate Republicans. And the Senate Republicans said, pound sand. They said, we're not going near that number. So, I, I, I mean, I take your point. The issue is the Senate Republicans. I think, Chuck, the issue here was key points, the state and local government issues, a lot of spending for mismanaged uh, states and pension funds. The president has pointed that out. Mitch McConnell has pointed that out. Do you realize the economic calamity that's coming if you don't bail out states. And by the way, the state of Florida, the state of Oklahoma also has revenue problems. It's not just blue states. If you guys don't bail out the states here, it's a calamity 
on the state and local governments and the economy will crater. No? Well, okay. Okay. Uh, that's an interesting point of view. I don't agree with it, Chuck. What will bail out the states is a strong economic recovery. That's what's really matters here. Well, here's what I think is true. There's not a lot of trust in Washington between the three entities that you and I have been discussing. Now, if you notice, uh, Chuck Todd started the piece where he laid out the facts. And that's what I really love. He made sure and let everybody know, no, the economy is in crisis. And then he started the interview with, uh, with Cudlow. Uh, the important thing, if you notice, the real reason that a lot of these bill, this bill is being held is because these guys want liability for corporations. In other words, the corporations can say, you must come back to work, irrespective. And if you get COVID, hey, bye-bye, you can't sue us. You just got it. Bad luck. And those are the kinds of things that they're fighting over. And if you notice, they're willing to put everybody at risk. They're willing to make people starve because they must control. They must have the safeguards for their corporations. Nothing else really matters. If you take a look and you, li and you read between the lines of everything that Kudlow had to say, it is, well, you know, the most important thing. We don't need to give a stimulus. Let's just let growth take care of it. Reduce taxes and give tax breaks to these guys. Let growth take care of it. In other words, we take care of the top and the crumbs will come trickling down and maybe the people will survive. No, that's not how it works. We need to get these guys out of office. We definitely must get them out of office. Thank you so kindly, J.M. Smith, for the super chat. J.M. Smith, thank you so kindly for the super chat. And, of course, we have, uh, let's see, Deborah M. Feza Reed. Muchas gracias. Thank you so kindly for becoming a member of our posse. Let's get some more. Althea, thank you so kindly for the, uh, the super. Well, actually, you gave a super meme, super chat. Thank you so kindly. You guys are wonderful. Hey, guys, let me tell you something. I want to answer this because uh, Mademoiselle uh, Deborah John had a very prescient question statement. Here it is. I'm going to put it out there, and I really want you guys to hear it out. She says, Egberto, what can we do to hold these judges accountable? There's more than evidence can, uh, that proves these Supreme uh, Court judges are biased, corrupted, and working on behalf of Trump. It's clearly Trump Pence plot to put those white, four radical rights, long-term judges in place to rule in favor of Trump and against the people. Egberto, we also need to start emphasizing really the reasons why Trump Republicans rushed to put the judges in office and how it will affect the elections. Here is the deal. You are so right and you get it. Let me explain this. I, I did a video and while I read that message and I started hunting down that video on YouTube that I did a while back, I can't find it. So I'm going to repeat myself here. I wanted to play it because it was more complete. But here, here's how it goes. This is very important. Uh, in America, we talk about separation of powers. You have the legislative, the executive, and the, the, ju the judicial branches, okay? Three branches. And they're supposed to be co-equal branches of government, okay? It's not quite true because the president is elected by all the people. The Congress is elected by all the people. The Senate is elected by all the people. The Senate is then, or rather, the, the ju judiciary is then appointed by the president, approved by only the Senate, and then they have lifetime rule. Okay? What does that mean? That means that if you decided to stack the court, 
with people of one particular persuasion, what you can do is effect minority rule. Let's give an example of how that is going to work out. Republicans know that the policies they stand for is completely anathema to Americans. Most Americans, when polled, they want progressive policies. That's not me saying. That's what every poll say. You want Social Security? Yes. You want Medicare? Yes. You want family leave? Yes. Do you want things like uh, 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 the, uh, health insurance that is that everybody pays into but that everybody has as a right? Yes. Do you want Medicare for all? Yes. All these things poll way over 50, way over 60, way over 70%. Americans... Pa- by, by values, even Republicans' values are progressive. They don't say it because what have been successful in this country is indoctrination. In other words, we, we, we partition people in different segments, right? And I explained a lot of that in my book, It's Worth It. You partition people up. You get them worried about abortion. You're tied to religion. And somehow, because the Democratic Party says, women, you have the right to choose women you are in control of your body, women. Not, not some man like me or, 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 or Michael Rudnin or, or Norman Reynolds. We as guys better keep the hell out of that. That's your body. We cannot control that. We are not saying anything else. We are saying that is between you, your body, and your God. Nothing more. That is a true, you know, uh, to put it bluntly, that is pretty damn libertarian, right? But what they've done is they've tied things like abortion to ideology to party. So now, because the, Repub- the Democratic Party gives you choice, they, they are able to get people to vote against their own interests by only thinking about that issue. As opposed to saying, you know what? Government shouldn't be there anyway. Let the woman handle that with her church and otherwise. Okay? So there we go. Here's the deal. When your entire life is online, you need more than just speed from your internet. Xfinity gives you reliable in-home Wi-Fi coverage, plus protection from Wi-Fi network threats. Check out our amazing offers on Xfinity Internet. You'll get fast speed and Wi-Fi coverage you can count on. Plus, get advanced security free with the XFi Gateway, so you can keep the connected devices in your home protected from network threats. Just log in and activate through the Xfinity app. Go online, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store today to learn more. Restrictions apply. I'm Robert Conti, Chief of the Metropolitan Police Department. I have an urgent message. Unfortunately, traffic fatalities have increased in D.C., and I need your help to reverse this troubling trend. Did you know that using a seatbelt can drastically reduce the risk of death or serious injury to you or a loved one? Seatbelts save lives, and together we can accomplish a safer community. Let's make Vision Zero a reality in D.C. Always wear your seatbelt. Click it or tick it. Here's the deal. They know that as Americans get smarter, as Americans are more informed, as you inform more Americans, uh, Deborah, as you inform more Americans, Michael Rudnin, Reynolds, and all of John Cotter, as more Americans become aware, you know what happened? They become more progressive because it's, it's sort of an intelligence kind of a thing, right? You start thinking. You start opening your horizons. So you start thinking. And you start doing you start to see exactly what's happening in America right now. And that is all the polls are moving towards the people that support progressive values. So they can't have that. 
Because it's not only about ideology. It's also about money. It's also about the corporatocracy because other questions start to be asked. I'm, I'm going around in circ- I'm going I'm going a big way around to get to the answer, uh, but I ask you to stay with me here because this is important that we understand the full picture. And I also explain a whole lot about that in, in the different stories I tell in the book, right? But this is so important. It's about money. It's about who controls America. And I'm not talking about... Color and race and all of that, those are side issues. I know watching, watching cops gun down mostly black people or people of color, that's a real thing. But all of that comes, that is all the side issue of everything. It's about power. It's about power, who controls the country, and who can get all the spoils from the country. And how does that work? We have an economic system known as capitalism, Right? They give you the impression that capitalism has something to do with democracy. Capitalism has zero, zero to do with democracy. Capitalism has, China is the biggest capitalist society second to the United States of America. And there's nothing democratic about China. What capitalism is, it's, um, it's just the new form of control, Right? So what, what, what am I saying? All of you go to work, right? You go to work as an engineer, a doctor, a lawyer, you sweep floors, you, you, you're a secretary, you're a teacher, you're whatever. I, le- I can't use teachers because teachers are paid for in general by the state if it's not a private school. So let, let's keep teachers out. I love teachers. They, they should be paid a hell of a lot more than they're paid right now. But, you know, you have all these people that go to work. And when they go to work, they perform a task They either use their intellect to create products, to create vaccines, to to do all these different things. That's what they do. You You make a car, you create a car, you create a rake, all these things you create. But somebody at the top of that corporation's capitalism, person who sold stocks and split up that company into stocks, that company sold into stocks and other people with means buy that up. And they are paid based on the labor that you provided at a discount. So anytime you hear about the stock market going up, every time you hear about dividends being paid for the small number of people who own a lot of stock, that is your work going directly into their pockets. That's capitalism. Stock market, people who own stocks, people who own all these things and make a huge profit off of your labor. That is what they're not paying you. There's another thing called productivity, right? Over the years, we have produced on a per person basis so much more as as a country, as individuals within a country. And all that increase in productivity, one would think, would be an increase in the salary, an increase of the, the, the services provided by society as a whole. Nope, 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 nope. It went directly to the top. And that's why the disparity in wages, that's why the disparity in wealth is so huge. Look, black people are at the bottom of the totem pole. Then Latinos come up a little bit higher. I'm talking about wealth now. And then, you know, they, they talk about, oh, but look at the, the, the amount of wealth in the white community. Sometimes I kind of feel bad in saying that, right? Because it's not a whole lot. Uh, it, when, you, when you segment that community itself, my brothers and my white brothers and sisters are screwed too. 
because it's a segment. It's a segment, a very small, minute segment of this society that really gets the entire amount of spoils. But here's the deal. They always keep the guardians of the gate. The guardians of the gate are the people they keep sufficiently funded. The people they keep being, you, you know, in the slave days, right? They had, they had those slaves that were on the upper echelon slaves with the whip also. And they were the ones out there in the sun making sure that the other lower grade slaves are doing the work. But they, they are slaves nonetheless. That is what I call antiseptic slavery. Capitalism, antiseptic slavery. Capitalism, antiseptic slavery. Many of us, and I'm talking, and, and by the way, all of us to some part are complicit in this, right? I was complicit in this. When I ran my company, and I, 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 I remember I tell, I think I told this story in the book. I, I don't remember if I did or not, right? But I had a particular product that I could, I had pricing power. It was the only product in, in, uh, that could do the particular job on the market. Boeing bought it, and a couple of other airlines bought it. The government bought it, and so forth, right? I could charge whatever I wanted, and I did for a while. And then I said, I remember waking up one day, and I just remember saying to myself, wow, you know, I am making the money from that product, right? Never forgot it. Com DRV NT. WDM. Remember, you know, because it, it dropped the RTS signal like no other product dropped the RTS signal so that data could flow on the other side electronically. And I said, you know what? What's interesting is Boeing and all these other companies will pay whatever the price is. You know, that's the thing about the capitalist system, right? Capitalist system buy from other capitalists at the best price they can get, but they don't care they buy because ultimately the only people who pay are the people without price and power. And that's mostly everybody. So when Boeing is greasing, the, the, greasing it for other companies to buy their stuff at a high value, they don't care. Because all the while, those prices go down towards the person who has no power. And that's most Americans. Most Americans have no power. They have no price in power. And that is the reason why we always move the money upwards. Because those of us with price in power are the ones who control America. And the last thing they want, which a progressive system will give you, is to remove absolute price and power from anybody and have a system that is bifurcated. One where all our inalienable rights are provided in which healthcare is an inalienable right. The right to food, the right to shelter, the right to clothes, and the right to work is an inalienable right. And then if you want to do other stuff on the free market, by all means, do it. But let's keep everyone's inalienable rights. Let's give everybody access to success. Let's give everybody else the ability to succeed. Not to have a market that is tailored towards those and solely those with capital along with the guardians. Look, many of us are guardians of the gate. I was once the guardian of the gate as well. All of us at some time, you have a good paying job that sometimes you go home and turn on the TV and see that person in the food line or see that 
that garbage person that is hoping they'll get health care somehow, and you sit down, you're very well paid, and you have great insurance, and when they talk about having Medicare for all, you said, well, you know what? My insurance also gives me a, a, a membership to a, to a club. It also gives me uh, uh, massages. I don't want to give up that great policy for something like Medicare for all, which only stands for basic services, but of course going to cost about uh, more than 50% less. I don't want that even though every American would be helped by that. And if you want all those special services, you can then buy that on your own. I don't want that. I don't want to help anybody else. I don't want to have a society that works for us all. I don't want to do that. Think about it, people. That is the reason. So bottom line uh, to Deborah, the judges are there to do the following. And now I finally came to your answer. And sorry for taking so long. When I get into this, sometimes I really get wordy because I want this explained. I want this understood. And even if I'm not completely clear here, I'm here every day, five days a week, that we can talk about this at nauseum to make sure we are all informed. Here's what the judges are going to do. Medicare for all, come up for a vote. We force the progressive side of the Democratic Party to definitely support Medicare for all. We abolish the, 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 we abolish the filibuster. So therefore, we pass Medicare for all in the Congress. It goes to the Senate because there's no more filibuster. It is passed and Biden is forced to sign Medicare for all, let's say. Just, a, just an example. I'm not saying that's going to happen. I'm just giving an example. Medicare for all, we make sure to tell people the truth. The truth is, uh, unlike your own personal insurance, Medicare for all is allow you to go to whatever doctor you want to, take whatever medicine you need to. Not, uh, not limited by what, the government, by what your private insurance company tells you you can see. Not limited by the, the, the networks, in-network, out-network, all of that kind of stuff gone. Not having a middleman getting hundreds of millions of dollars paid out to, hundreds of billions of dollars paid out to executives advertising and all that kind of stuff. All of that's gone, right? All of that's gone. So we decided to do that. We are going to reduce the cost to the government going forward, and we are going to reduce the cost to American, the average American citizen. Are there going to be losers? There are going to be big losers. The big losers are all those people that have been ripping you off for all these years for the free money they've been getting. And do I, have, do I feel any sort of pain for them? Absolutely not. They've been, they've been screwing you all these years, and you've been helping them screw you. We've been helping them screw us. So what happens? We pass the bills, and the, the president signs it. And then an insurance company goes to the federal, uh, goes and it says, I have been damaged. I have standing because of that law that just was passed. I have standing, and I am going to sue the federal government, and I have standing, and they'll take it to the Supreme Court. And a 6-3 Supreme Court, who is a, uh, a ward of the plutocracy who is a ward of these guys are going to look at the bill and they're going to say we vote on some particular constitutional term and I can't figure out which one that's going to be, be above my pay grade that makes that law unconstitutional that's what packing the courts with, uh, with right wing uneducated conservatives will do for us and that is the reason why when Democrats take control of all three branches of government, which is upcoming, it must look, it must act, it must act fast, and it must give people tangible results immediately. We cannot have another year of fighting to see whether Republicans are going to do the right thing. Republican politicians will never 
do the right thing because it's not about the Republican politician. It's about the masters of the Republican politician. Once we get that in our heads, we would have learned, realized, and understand exactly what is actually happening. So brothers and sisters, I think what has happened is that we probably have lost connection with uh, YouTube, uh, the YouTube messaging. So I'm having to put messages in two places. Folks, that is the end of the show. Um, thank you for that question, Deborah. Uh, that was a very, very, uh, I think it was Deborah John that asked that question. That was a very important question, Deborah. And if I, if I wasn't completely clear, come back tomorrow and say, look, you got you to gotta expand on that because your wish is my command. Folks, please go ahead and consider again getting the book. A lot of what I just talk about, I have several essays in the book that I just put in the list there. I have a lot of essays in the book that covers a lot of this in detail. It explains capitalism the, in the way we practice it, and it explains other things that we could also do to mitigate it. Uh, likewise, if you are on YouTube, please click that join button and become a member like, like uh, we had some great new members today. I want to thank, thank Deborah M. Uh, Fitz-Reed. I want to thank uh, J.M. Smith as well. And I want to thank Althea. Althea, thank you so kindly as well for your, um, for your super chat. Look, you guys are wonderful. You guys are simply wonderful. We will work together. We will, we, I'll find the video, uh, Bridge MCP, I'll find the video. Daniel Ledo left with a final thing. Derek Berda just called Scottish justices uneducated. Yeah, he did. And you, you bet your life I did, and I stand by it. Yeah, he did. I guarantee you, Egberto, everyone of that is 100 times better educated than you. Not nearly as indoctrinated, though. Okay, that, you know, that's debatable. Maybe they are, maybe they're not. Who knows? But, you know, that, you know my thing about it is this. All I want is a society all, that all of us, ourselves, really want. That's all we can really ask for. Thank you so kindly, everybody. And again, if there are questions that you have, always remember that every, my email, all of that is available to you. Just go to our site and, 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 and talk about it. We are here to solve these problems. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics Done Right. And you know how I end this baby. I am what? Out! We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to, trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join. I'm Robert Conti, Chief of the Metropolitan Police Department. Unfortunately, traffic fatalities are up in the district and I need your help to reverse this trend. Seatbelt save lives and reduce the risk of death or injury. Click it or tick it. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico's. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying.
The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money. Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. 